Today's Gemara is Daf Yotep. We start on Amudbet, I believe, um, and it's a short piece, but I'll try and uh, there's a lot to talk about. So let's begin. If someone writes all his property, or call Nechasav, it's another gear, so he writes all his property to his Ever. We say that Ever goes Yotzeb Ben Churin. Why? We're talking about Ever Knani. Now, if I give a present to my Ever, the problem is, so giving a certain, uh, certain object to the Ever is meaningless because effectively it becomes a property of the owner once again. The question is here, what not question, what the Mishnah is saying, if someone writes all his property, everything to his Ever, it includes the Ever himself. So he's Kona himself, like he, he's giving over, he's basically Meshachar Ebed, and all the property goes with it. Okay? Nice owner. However, what happens if you share a Karko Koshal? Back to our Yishar Karko Koshal. So he retains in the Shtar some bit of land. In that situation, we say, Lo Yatza Ever Ben Chorin, the Ever doesn't go free. And if the Ever doesn't go free, then what happens? All the other property gave away? It also is not Kona, because basically what he's done is meaningless. Okay? Is that clear? I have to explain why in a moment. But let's just see the whole machlok at first. Reb Shimon, however, is Reb Shimon said, Le'olam hu ben churim. He would even, he'd be ben churim in all those situations, even if we'll see what the lam is in a moment. Rather than excluding a small, uh, small amount, uh, meaning a, a, a designated, say, property, if he says, I'm freeing you except for one ten thousandth of my estate, of my, of my, all my property, that's when it ever wouldn't go free. So what's going on? What's behind all the machloket here? So we'll read the Pnei Moshe first, and he's uh, basically taken Rashi from Gideon word for word. It says as follows. What does Pnei Moshe says? If you share a kakosh, why? Since he's left something behind, Amri, Amrinan, we say, not only did he leave a bit of land, he also excluded the Ebed as well. Minastam. That's the way, that is the way um, Rashi explains Suga. So therefore, what he's doing, when he's saying, I'm giving you all my property, that's Ashar Nechassim, that's all the other property aside from the Evan and the thing excluded. And why is he doing that? He's just doing this to flatter his Evan. It's like saying, all my wealth is because of you. It's all due to you. It really is, belongs to you. But he's not really freeing him in the process or handing it over either. He's just all my, all, all, all making this grandiose declaration that everything really is due to you, if you like. Because he didn't say, you am my property, except for something else, that's where it's free. That's what actually explains the sugya. And therefore, what is Rabbi Shimon being cholek when he says, Lolam hu ben chorim? Lolam hu ben chorim, why? Because, Pnei Moshe, again, like, don't start doing chokhmas according to Rabbi Shimon. Whatever he revealed, he revealed. What he didn't reveal, didn't reveal. So if he says, I'm giving everything except for this block of land, it would include the Ebed, because the Ebed is everything, and is not a block of land. Okay? That's Rashi's explanation of the sugi. Okay? So, that, so, so then, when does Rabbi Shimon agree? We'll f- finish the Panei Moshe. So Rabbi Shimon agrees when he says, Harei kol nechasein utin li'ish ploni avdi chutz mechami except for one, one, one ten thousand. In, in other words, let's continue the Panei Moshe. Because he says, except for a small, minuscule amount, I didn't say what he's excluding. That one ten thousandth is the Ebed. And despite the fact the Ebed might be worth more than one ten thousandth, it doesn't matter. But that's what he values him as. Even if he's worth more. 
Okay, that's uh, and he puts here in Lachik Rabbi Shimon because the such a machloket with Rabbi Shimon because the Gemara says you'll see in a moment Rabbi Yossi praises him in the Brayta nonetheless Halach is not like Okay, that's the way Rabbi, the Rashi understands our Mishnah. The way again in, in a summary, the question is: Do we say when the, do we take when the Baal said, "I'm giving you everything except a little bit"? It was a gesture of flattery. The sins has already excluded something; he's excluding the Evid himself. And Rashi and and, and um, because and by the way, that's very important to understand. It would not make a difference then whether when he said except for a kosher karaka, whether he was Messiah or not Messiah. Okay, whether he said that property that I have once again in Cholon, or he didn't say he didn't say that particular property. Okay. However, there are other ways to understand the sugya. For example, the, uh, this is uh, the riff explains, also the Rashbam slightly differently. Um, this is the riff and Gitin, and, and, and we'll get to Rashbam in a moment. He says that since he wasn't, he says, this isn't, when he says, according to the Takama, when he, when he, Tanakama, when he leaves out a karka kosho, when he doesn't say which karka that is, the problem is now what happens is the Ebed can't say, ah, give me that one. Give me that block of land because the, the Baal can say, oh, that's the one I excluded. Or give me that one then. Well, that's the one I excluded. So therefore, since he can't have a legal claim on any bit of land, therefore we say he also can't have a claim on himself. Why? Because we say, lo palginan dibura. That's according to Tanakam. And that fits in with the sugya of, of, of um, Gitin. In other words, if you can't make the full statement, you can't, you can't make it partially. So to explain... Since I can't make the first asa regarding the property, I don't know which one the master gave over to the Ebed. Therefore, I can't make the fact that he's kind of himself. Okay? So, however, then how's Rabbi Shimon Cholek? Rabbi Shimon's Cholek, we say, it's not a problem. We can make Granted, I can't give him across the land. Part of the sale, if you like, or the, it was himself. So, okay, I can't give him that half. I can give him that half, he can go for himself. So that seems to be how Machlok in Palgin and Vibura. Okay, that is, that is the way the, uh, the riff explains it. Um, uh, okay, the, the Rashbam as well has a different explanation in, 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 that, that uh, when it says Lossi, when he leaves a Shi'ar Kako Koshuhu, another way of explaining the Sukhi according to Rashbam, he says that the Chashash is that, again, he didn't designate land, much like we explained according to the riff. But the issue is that the land might be referring to who might be referring to the Ebed himself. Okay, so therefore, since he wasn't the same which land it was, it could be the Ebed that's excluding the sale. Therefore, the sale doesn't go through according to the according to the uh, the, 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 the Tanakama. Okay, there are kashas on that. Whereas the Rabbi Shimon says, no, not necessarily. That's okay. So that's a Another. So we've seen three ways so far. Rashi says it's because it wasn't necessarily a sincere transaction. We've seen the riff and also the rush fund. The rush, but since he's not the same character, there can be problems with the sale. Meaning the, the riff says because he can't, because we can't identify which land the Ebed actually gets, there's, there's something lacking in the transaction. So half the transaction is dismissed. And because we'd say, Lo Palgin and Dibura, therefore he can't have himself as well. It comes as a package. That's the way Chachamim say, Rib Shimon says, Palgin and Dibura, we can split it. And the Rashbam says that actually Choshesh, if he said, didn't designate which land it is, maybe the land means Ebed. But I'll give you one more explanation again today because this is a short one. And this is, do you have the Likut Mishnot Eliyahu in your grammar, in your Girsa, on the side of it? No, probably not. Okay, it's in, it's in, it's in the Osvahada version. I'll read it inside. It says, the same way as one frees an Ebed Knani, so too does someone free, uh, uh, so divorce a woman. 
In the same way, if a man divorces a woman on a particular condition, or it's held onto a spring or something, he's, he's, he is in what's called a full kritut. He doesn't divorce her completely. He tries to hold on to her in a particular legal way. Then we show him, then we say it's ain't no get. Why? Because she's still bound to him. Meaning, what we learn, kach ever here, ba'im she'er kal kokoshu havenim tzat agudbe. So, so to here in our sugya, since it's she'er kal kokoshu, it seems to be something is not being completely given over. It's like it's like a a get al tznai that it's not full kritut. Okay. Now, how do you understand this in our sugya? And I think there's two ways to understand it. One is the rimigash. The rimigash says. Since he's lumped in with the wholesale, the Ebed along with the Karaka, and I've left, he said, kol nechasai, everything, including the Ebed, then it's ki'ilu, they're all one guf echad, because this is effectively his get shechur, if you like, as well. So as soon as you mishayer Karaka kolshu, you say chutz something, it's like no longer having a full kritot anymore. It's, not a, it's like in a get saying, I'm divorcing on condition you can't marry so-and-so, another person. It's not a full severance. Which is very interesting, Chirut. That's why I'm looking at it. In other words, it's saying that the Ev, it's almost like the property is part of the Gufa Ever. That's the way the Rimigash explains it. However, I just saw that just as, as you saw me scribbling down, just as we um, always have the Shior, I'll read you the Tosfa. This is the Tosfa in Bavabatra. He says, Mishum This is a Maskana in Bavabatra. He says, Maskana Mefaresh Mishum Dalav Karukita, meaning Mantala, the Kavan Shiesh Labal Ever, Schut Bishtar Shekatu for Shir Karkalatsmo. So this doesn't mean it's a chisar in the gufa eved. I think what this means is the shtar itself, there's a legal claim in it. And it seems like the shtar shichur, just like a get, the baal can't have any, any claims in it. It has to be a, a, a get that's fully dedicated to the woman that is divorcing. So, so to here, in our sugya, I think the way the Toswat understands, it's also a chisar on the get, but not the way that Miri Migash explained it, if I understood correctly, but rather in the contract itself, since there's something that is associated with a claim of the original owner, the Baal, it's like, I mean, it's the same as having the Baal of the Isha, having some sort of legal claim inside the star itself. And therefore it's not what's called a get kritur, it's not a, a document of complete severance. Okay, I think that's different to the, the Rimigash, if I, if I understood it correctly. Meaning, the Rimigash seems to me, it's, 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 you're, it, you're not, it's almost like all the property in the Ever is one goof when you're leaving, and it's not the full, and there's a Chisaron in the Kritot of the Ever. Here, I think the, the way the Tosfat explains it is, no, it's a Chisaron in the actual, there's, there's something that's not, it's not in the document itself, in the, in the, that's, that's affecting the Shikhur, there's something missing in that. Meaning, because the, the owner still has some sort of ah, meaning there's a block of land. Even if he designates it, by the way, that block of land is mine. That document is no longer a full document that's dedicated to the evidence can't be considered to get through. Well, just to understand that, what, what's the actual underlying mechanics that we're trying to figure out that when, if he's being Meshachar, everything he has, so the whole thing is that the Evid would be a part of everything he has. So Minastami, the Evid's also free. Is that what's going Correct. on? We're trying to figure out is the that's, Evid that's, included in what's being let go. All know? right. So that's the correct. That's that's the that's the first claim of the mission. The mission says, I call if he gives up all his property, that includes the Evid full stop. The issue I've been trying to deal with that I, that I, is why is it according to the Khamin that if he leaves off a karaka culture, suddenly the whole thing falls apart. So, so the question is. Right. Once you're not letting everything go, then maybe the evidence not included or partially okay, so included. That's, okay, Rashi says, as soon as you're not letting everything go, maybe you also didn't consider Evid. That was Rashi's. 
Right, that's um, right. According to according to the, the the other explanation, like the riff we saw as well, you could have been letting go of the effort as well. But the problem is, again, where the riff explains it, with law plugin and Dibora, this contract is for a complete sale of absolutely everything. We can't identify what part part of what the, what is being transacted. So therefore, you, the effort doesn't go as well. It's almost like a technical failure in the Kenya. That's that's the way the, the riff explained it. Whereas. Um, the way we're explaining it now, because Rimigash, this is an inyan of crypto. This is a din of like, not even a, not even an inyan of Mecca anymore. This is the inyan of how does this document become a get crypto? How does this become like a get, oh, sorry, sorry, I should say get shikhrur? If you want this to effectively act as a means of, 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 of freeing the Ebed, it follows the same mechanics. It's not just a business transaction. It follows the same mechanics as a divorce document. And there it has to be complete. And see if, since it's not a complete, let's call it either document, like the way the Toswat explains it, it can't work to free the event. Which, which is interesting, right? It's a bit of a chiddush, right? Because certainly you can be Meshachar your Evid, just your Evid, and leave all your property yours, and that works just fine. There's, you, right? Meaning you never have to be Meshachar everything to get rid of an Evid. Correct. But you still have to, if you bring him directly, that, right. that get Shechu, your right for him, has to be a, I'm freeing you completely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. fine. Yeah, thank right. you. So again, we've seen, we've seen three different ways. One is, again, if you want to do a high-level summary, very, very high-level. So Rashi, it's, it's like, what was, the, what was the, Baal's intention, the Baal's intention? Was he just trying to flatter the owner? According to the, um, it, it, according to the, say, the riff, we'll just simplify the riff, there's a, it, there's a problem in the Kenyan itself. The Kenyan itself won't, not, might not necessarily work. And according to the, the way we saw in the opinion of Eliyahu, also we try to explain the riff and the, according to Rimigash and Tosfot, it's a problem in the, not the Mechachal Memkar side, the Choshemishpat side, it's the other side. It's whether this document can effectively act as a get or not. Okay. In any event, Rabbi Shimon disagrees. Unless he says what? Unless he says, as we saw in the Mishnah, unless, either, in other words, if Rabbi Shimon disagrees, either we say, again, point Rashi, my Gali Gali, or we say, Palgin on Dibura, we can divide a document and say, if it doesn't, despite the fact we can't clarify the property side of things, we can still say it goes free. Or we can say that he disagrees that this is a problem with the get shechot. However, if how he says, if he says, I'm freeing you except for, again, one ten thousands, that could include the ever. Like we explained, we saw the Pnei Moshe. Let's continue. So Rabbi Yasser B'Shem Rebelazah, Shir Metal Tlin, Lo Asa Klum. Ani Omer Gufo Shir. In other words, what Rebbe Lazar, what Rebbe Yossi is saying to Rebbe Lazar is, is that don't just think when he leaves a character who does it, the Ebed remain behind, meaning the whole thing falls apart. But also, even if he left Metaltwin, if he says, I'm giving you everything except for my, you know, diamond ring. Okay. That would also, now you can flick in any one of the three spars we brought. That would also be a or um, a a shiur or, or or a reason to say that the evid that this uh, either the evid wasn't really intended to be sold as, as part of the sale or this is something with a kinyan or it's not a full get shechor. Okay. Now Rabbi Shimon says as follows. Rabbi Shimon, uh, it, it, we bring share to Rabbi Shimon, and here what the Gemara does is cites the end of the Tosefta. Now the, the Rabbi Shimon says even if a person, I look, look at the Pene Moshe because it says Sefer Tosefta. Correct. However, if he says even if he only has only that field or only that city, 
And he says, all my property goes to my Evid except for that one city. Right? Um, uh, uh, he can go, he can go absolutely free. That was that was Rebbe, uh, that was uh, that was Shita Rebbe Shimon. In other words, you might think if you said Kol Nachasim Nutun Leploni, and he says Chutz me that one one bit of possessions he has, you might think he's now Mavatel the Dibur and Rishon, because you know, like in other words, it seems to be contra- contradicting because he said all my property, and I. But we say once again, he says Palgin and Dibura, we can split it up in half. He says Chutz Misadeh Kol Nechasav. That's okay. The Ebek can still go free. Okay, that was Shitav Rebbe Shimon. If you explain it, it's the Machlokas Kalyan Dibura. However, the way the Sukh Gemara, the Tosfot Sasefta ends, it says as follows. Now we have an Angamara. Ukeshaba Masa Letne Rebbe Yossi. It says Amar Sfatai Mishak Meshiv Darim Nechuchim, which means as follows. Now, what does it mean, Sfatai Mishak? One second, let me just do that. Yes, that's Fatai Mishak. Now, the way Rashi explains it says, Ru'uyim kol Sfatai Milnoshko. He is worthy. Um, the, the all lips should kiss him. Why? Because Meshiv Darim Nochim, because he said a clear, straight teaching. That's why Rashi explains it. However, what's, I thought a very interesting shot here is the is a Tosfot in Gitin. The Tosfot in Gitin says, it says, Ka'adam Humer Darim Nochim. When someone says, let's say you got a crowd of people and someone says, and there's an argument going on and someone says a clear, solid, logical answer, everyone around is mishikim siftotheim zabazur. Their lips are sealed. Like their lips, mishikim, like their lips come together in silence, shurkim they've got no way of responding. So it's different ways of explaining that basically, in any event, uh, whichever way you want to explain it, Rabbi Yossi is saying that, wow, Reb Shimon's gave their incredible shot. There's no way of responding here. Either way, Rashi explained the Pasuk is that, you know, everyone should kiss him because he's just such a beautiful, you know, convincing uh, answer. However, the way, uh, again, um, where the Tosok says is when you hear him, once and you know when truth is being said, clearly things when everyone around is, there's no chance of rebuttal. Everyone's lips are silent. When there's silence, then you know things are absolutely clear. What's interesting here, I think it's a Gemara and Gitin, it's AFLP, even though that um, Rabbi Yossi is... Um, uh, praises him, Halachas Ketstukari Meir. Here, you can see here, it's in the Rosh Surilio. It says, Uperkam the Gitin Askin and Amarab Yossi Barmin Yuma, Amarab Nachman, Atholi Shikiles, Rabiosi, Rishim on Alach Kari Meir. The Shir Kalko Koshu, Habeshiur, Bahavia Din Metal, Bahua Din Metal, which is interesting that he's been praised, but Rabiosi nonetheless seems to be Halacha that can go, at least the way the Gemara concludes, Halachas not necessarily like it. Okay. Short up, but a lot to say. With that, Hadron Alach, Malbano. That's the, with that, we finish the third parak, and with Hashem, we begin the fourth parak tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Thank you uh, so much. Right. Sorry. Well, also, just to clarify again, what Rabbi Shimon is he, what's the difference between really him and the Tanakhama? He's just saying that it has to be with Ferush? Or that. No, no, no. Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon says that even if he's, even if he says paracultural, this block of land, or he designates whatever things, um, right. Then we said, no, the Ebbet can still go free. I've got a problem with Ebbet going free. It's only if he says, I'm giving all my property minus, say, 0.01%. In that situation, we start saying, let's, for simplicity, let's just explain according to Rashi. Oh. Let's just explain according to Rashi, right? Rashi says, take Rashi's explanation. As soon as I say, as soon as it's a Shiarakoko, Shiarakoko, aside from this block of land, they were concerned, according to Rashi, that he didn't really genuinely mean all his property, and therefore the evidence is also excluded. 
Right. And then what do we say? That the Pnei Moshe comes, so then Rebbe Shimon comes along and says, no, whatever he said, he said whatever he said, he didn't say. So if he, if he excluded land, he excluded that block of land, he kept that for himself, and the evidence included all the Kulshah and Hasid. When does Rebbe Shimon agree? He agrees if he doesn't say I excluded land. He just said, I, I exclude uh, 0.01%. Because right. now that 0.01% could mean the Evid. And right. because it could mean the Evid directly, then that's when he that's when he would uh but it doesn't specify what he's including he just makes some general percentage correct so then correct. we get concerned that the evidence could be within that right okay yeah, yeah. okay okay right. thank you